This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 29th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. For states looking at reforming the government permission regime known as occupational licensing, New Mexico offers a bit of hope for what's possible, expanding both disclosure and consumer choice. Paul Guessing of the Rio Grande Foundation discusses how their outgoing governor, Susana Martinez, began the process of letting consumers more often have the final word on who gets to serve them. Many states have these myriad Byzantine structures for licensing people to do various jobs. The Institute for Justice has done a lot of work sort of cataloging the degree to which states license various occupations. The number, the fraction of workers that are covered by these kinds of licenses has dramatically increased over recent decades. Uh, But New Mexico has done something interesting. Uh, It's not a done deal in a sense, but it is a a really positive step toward uh, moving away from these mandatory licenses. Yeah. uh, New Mexico's governor, Susana Martinez, uh, she's on her way out the door as governor of the state of New Mexico, but she did take the uh, initiative on occupational licensure and issued a very exciting, uh, interesting executive order to assist New Mexicans and people, especially military uh, spouses who are moving to New Mexico with uh, overcoming some of those obstacles in occupational licensing and uh, obtaining jobs that previously there might have been obstacles, both educational and fees, et cetera, that would have prevented them from gaining employment in a lot of fields that are now licensed. And uh, it's a very exciting development. And it still is, as you said, a work in prog- progress. There's some aspects of this that are indeterminate at this point. So the the general gist is that uh, people who have skills, who might otherwise have to have a license, can simply get sign-off from their customers that, hey, I don't have a license and New Mexico requires a license normally. Are you okay with me working for you without a license? Right. That's the consumer choice provision, which is, I think, the most avant-garde, if you will, provision of the executive order. It certainly is not the only aspect of that uh, order, and it is going to be fleshed out in terms of exactly what fields it applies to and how broad it's going to be. But uh, the idea of allowing a willing customer and a willing uh, worker or service provider to completely circumvent the licensing process is incredible. And uh, you know, we're very excited to see how this pans out. And we've obviously got a limited amount of time with the governor still in office uh, that she's going to be able to uh, put the the meat on the bone, so to speak, in terms of what that consumer choice provision means. And we're going to be working with uh, her successor, whoever that is, to make sure that this licensing uh, reform is continued and expanded upon uh, down the road. And now with uh, New Mexico, uh, you know, a point you made on a podcast years ago to me was that uh, such a high proportion of em- total employment in New Mexico is driven by uh, the military and driven by uh, federal employment. There are lots of research labs and things like that in, in New Mexico. But 
Uh, you have a lot of military spouses that uh, come into these areas. They have skills that uh, they might like to apply, but absent this kind of uh, policy, they might not be able to do so. Yeah, and that's one of the provisions that also makes a lot of sense for the state of New Mexico uh, is, the, as you said, the military spouses and people with skills coming into New Mexico, often facing obstacles from licensure boards that this executive order will help them overcome uh, with having skills, demonstrated skills that they've uh, been providing services in other states. And then uh, their spouse gets moved to New Mexico, re-stationed, uh, and they are able to now engage in productive uh, economic work in the state of New Mexico. It's really exciting to see those people uh, that will soon be able to uh, engage in the economic system of New Mexico. Uh, and a lot of you know military folks, very high skilled, their spouses, uh, very enthusiastic about working, but facing those obstacles, it really uh, puts an unfortunate burden on them. And this executive order should help that tremendously. And for a lot of states uh, that are suffering from out-migration or would like to attract more in-migration, uh, that kind of you know, it's an open for business sign for a lot of people who might want to go to a certain state and but discovering that the licensure requirements are either more onerous or that they exist uh, on the, in their area of practice. Uh, this could be, you know, somewhat of a boon to uh, bring more people into a state. Absolutely. And New Mexico, quite frankly, has struggled with that. Uh, our population has been relatively stagnant. Our economy has been uh, struggling in recent years, quite frankly, since the Great Recession in 2008, uh, among southwestern states, we all have that great weather. Uh, New Mexico, second to none when it comes to uh, beautiful climate and pleasant surroundings, but it's the policy climate that really has uh, been a challenge for New Mexicans it's not going to solve everything, the occupational licensing reform, but it's one significant step towards making New Mexico a little bit more hospitable, hospitable for people looking to do work in, in our state. So what, what advice would uh, you offer from the Rio Grande Foundation to governors of other states that want to sort of uh, make it easier for this kind of thing to happen? Well, first, I would say this is a great bipartisan issue. This is something that obviously Governor Martinez, a Republican, is leading on. It's something that uh, former President Obama was very vocal on and made a lot of uh, strong points and uh, put out a lot of great information explaining why occupational licensure is unfair to especially low-income uh, folks. So with all of the partisan strife out there across our nation, this is one of those rare policy uh, moves that is a win-win uh, across the political spectrum. Secondly, I would say cut and paste the executive order that Governor Martinez uh, issued and bring it to your own state. That is uh, a great starting point for reform of these onerous laws. And then third, don't stop there, but where possible, work with legislators and other boards and whoever in your given state has a role to play in licensing. Because this executive order doesn't solve the entire problem. 
there, there's a lot of onerous rules and regulations still in place in New Mexico and other states that can be addressed more easily, more fully by the legislative process. Does this in any way put sort of the legislature on the defensive with respect to defending uh, licensure requirements in the state? It could. And as we move past November elections into the 2019 legislative session with a new governor, it is going to be very interesting to see if the executive order itself faces full or partial repeal. We will definitely be working to ensure that it does not. Uh, and I think the bipartisan nature of this uh, is going to be uh, a big uh, obstacle for opponents of licensing reform to get over. Uh, we've already had Democrats uh, in the legislature speaking favorably broadly about this particular reform. And that's always been a challenge in New Mexico. The Republican governor has faced obstacles with the legislature. Uh, but there's no doubt that we could see individual professions, especially uh, trying to uh, reconsolidate their licensure and stopping uh, this kind of reform, saying our particular profession is extra special. We cannot be uh, held to this executive order. And I think that could be the 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 kind of empire strikes back of this scenario where you, you have the established order uh, trying to battle and get out of that executive order. Paul Guessing is president of the Rio Grande Foundation. We spoke at the State Policy Network annual meeting in Salt Lake City. You can subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and when you think about it, ask Alexa to play the Cato Daily Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.